Welcome to part six of Discussing Dawn. Today we're going to talk about death. Well, actually, we're going to talk about the story characters and their relationship with death, as well as their narrow escapes, kind of like in Star Wars with the laser blasts. Anyways, today's question is, discuss the scene in which Elisha's fellow soldiers recall the various ways in which they escaped a brush with death. How do they view death and fate? How do they view their ability to save a life? So let's start with Job. Job is the first one that mentions it and the one that starts this uh, conversation of memories. Um, Ironically, he says, death saved my life. Um, And Elisha describes him as he had a young, innocent, tormented face dark, confused eyes, and hair white as that of an old man. He wore a perpetually sleepy expression and yawned from one end of the day to the other. So what had happened to Jode was that a neighbor had reported him because he was involved with the movement, uh, which is a terrorist organization. Um, so he had taken shelter, Job had taken his shelter in an asylum because he knew the person who ran it. But eventually the police found him there. Um, but the thing is, is that to, uh, as a part he played, Job acted like he was a man who imagines he's dead. And when the police took him to be interrogated for 48 hours, he was completely unresponsive and acted like he was dead. Um, but because he was unresponsive, he was taken back to the asylum, and that's where he gets the assumed nickname of being a madman. And also, his hair turned white, and um, Elisha says, that's one of Death's little jokes I put in. Death loves to change the color of people's hair. Death has no hair, only has eyes. God, on the other hand, has no eyes at all. And the irony of the situation of Joe's brush with death is that it saved his life. And had he not played dead, or been dead, Job would have most certainly been dead by the hands of the police officers. So Job's meaning with death was one of intention, of, with intention, and therefore he was in control of his deadly situation. He, um, willingly, like, murdered himself for the cause, and so he was in control. But it's not quite a suicide, it's more of like a volatile treaty with death. And in addition, um, the important comment that Elisha makes is, uh, talking about how death has no hair and only has eyes. And God, on the other hand, has no eyes at all. Um, This further establishes the connection between night, eyes, and death. Um, We already know from the beggar that night has a face, and Elisha sees his own face with his eyes and becomes scared because he knows that in some form or fashion, the face that he sees is dead. So he sees the eyes and face of another, um, which is death, and we 
have seen Elisha's connection to death in this situation. So death, he was like death with Catherine, and he's going to be like death with the murder of John Dawson. Um, but in this quote, it shows that death is only the eyes of the faces equip uh, of the faces, uh, which equates death to night. And this is consistent with the general motif of darkness and night in the novel. And but the thing is, is that the part that says God, on the other hand, has no eyes at all, is kind of strange because we know that Ellie and Elisha question God and his ways and made him so he's not quite as ideological. And but the thing is, is that this quote separates God from the darkness of death and puts him on this ideological pedestal. However, we can see that it can also be seen that God is even subject to death and night because he himself is in darkness without eyes to see. Um, and, but the thing is, is that Gideon, uh, Gideon, also known as Gideon the Saint by others, um, completely flips this on the head. He, he says, God saved me from death. His eyes saved me too. Um, so what Gideon's story was is that he was captured for an assassination attempt against the High Commissioner, but he did not talk because he could feel God's eyes upon him, and he could feel the judgment that was coming from him, which is similar to how Ellie felt with the ghosts and their judgment upon them, and uh, the ghosts are dead, and so it's like saying God is a ghost, and God is dead, kind of. But um, the thing is, is that if Gideon had admitted, he also would have been dead. And to continue this train of irony, um, with saying that God has eyes, this also equates God to night. And we already established that night is also equivalent to death. So in saying that God saved Gideon from death, it is similar to how death saved Job's life because it's like God or death saving Gideon from himself. Well, that was very confusing. Let's recap. So eyes um, equal night, and we know this from the beggar. And we now know that death equals night because um, of Job. And we know that death is also eyes and eyes are also god and so it creates this cycle where everything is interconnected so eyes night death and god or like faith are these four major themes within the novel that you can see and um they all interconnect and come up repeatedly and repeatedly within elisha's thoughts an inner monologue that is um, that is the novel Dawn. Um, separating, uh, let's take a step back from that part. And so Alana's brush with death was, um, she was saved by a cold in the head. The, basically the English only knew her by her voice. And when she was detained with a group of other women, she was eliminated because how cold had changed her voice. And it's almost like fate. And um, 
because she had escaped death, she was her the fate fate had helped her to escape death. And um this connects it to that um faith is kind of in the opposite out of in this cycle of eyes, night, death, and God. That fate conquers or defeats these other four types of things. But, um, and continuing on that thread of fate, um, Gad says, I owe my life to three Englishmen. What had happened was that they had taken three prisoners and Gad had to shoot one of them. Rather than choosing one, because he was young and, um, not mentally stable like Ellie, he made them choose. And when dawn came, this breaking climax moment, he said he would shoot one of them. But uh, he he said that he'd shoot all three if they didn't decide. But in reality, he would have shot himself. So this makes Dawn this very climactic moment. And um, what had happened was that by fate, uh, um, almost by fate, it seems like, that um, the three Englishmen had chosen and Gad is still alive to tell the story. Um, but something that this shows is that, um, this partially answers Ellie Wessel's question from the preface of when is violence like murder justified or easier, I could say. Um, it's something that this, what Gad's story tells us is that when you don't make the, don't make the decision on who, murder is easier. Um, like Ellie is didn't choose that it was John Dawson and Gad didn't choose which Englishman. But um, something that all of uh, Elisha's comrades have in common is that they all view death as their inevitable fate and like an end to their journey because of their situation um, that they are in. They know that they're going to die eventually. But these encounters with death prove that they are not afraid. And um, they see death death as like a necessary evil or even like a helper because they will kill to save their own lives and others as part of this organization. Thank you for listening.